This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day, and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truth Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese, the Ministry of Calvary Chapel here in Pasadena. Pastor Xavier, how are you doing today, sir? Good, Tony. Looking forward to the program today as uh, you listen to the Word of God as we discuss a very important topic. Also in the studio with us today, our production engineer, Jonathan Duran. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 116. Amen. Yes. And our very special guest today, who we uh, suborned to come and spend time with us <laughs> in the uh, in the studio from Calvary Chapel of Pasadena here, our worship pastor, Pastor Sam Tirado. Sam, how you doing? Good morning, Tony. Good morning, X. Doing well. Thank Good morning. you. Amen. Uh, today, we're going to spend some time talking about what to my mind, has to be one of the central issues in biblical understanding concerning God's plan for the people of the world. And that topic is uh, the biblical view of the nation Israel. Pastor X, how important is a biblical perspective of the nation Israel, both historical Israel and modern Israel? Well, the Bible focuses the nation of Israel as the center of the earth to an extent. Ultimately, the kingdom age, uh, Jerusalem will be the center of government, of civil, uh, of civil things, and, and of religious, spiritual, Amen. completely as Jesus reigns. And so from the beginning, the, um, the prophecies are all related to Israel. Uh, everybody that does prophecy, uh, newspaper form is, uh, is really not biblical. Everything is related to Israel, prophetically. Um, even as, um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar received the um, <clears throat> the vision of the great image, the head of gold, Babylon, Medo-Persia, um, arms of silver, uh, grease, brass, the belly of brass, uh, the two legs, the iron, Roman Empire. Then there's the pause. Now you have looking for the Tenacious Confederacy, which will mark the great tribulation, tribulation for Israel, the last seven years. So everything is in relationship to Israel. Uh, the time of the Gentiles, Babylon, until the end of the ten tells. And we do see that in people who uh, are very prominent and looked up to in terms of um, explaining prophecy uh, over the Internet, over uh, YouTube channel, a lot, yes. of, a lot of different means, that they, they try and take prophecy with reference to the rest of the world instead right. of Israel as the center. Right, right. They are the, the, direct, the direct recipients of that. Everything's in relationship to Israel. The biblical prophecy, Daniel uh, 70 weeks of Daniel. It's all raised to Israel, completely. It's the epicenter of the earth. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Especially Absolutely. from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor Sam, you have never been to Israel. No, no, I, I never. There, you may have, uh, there's possible, as uh, Pastor Xavier takes a group to Israel every couple of years or so, and you might have an opportunity to do that sometime in the future. Mm. What are your? I imagine most of the people we're speaking to over the uh, radio have not had an opportunity to actually travel there. What are your expectations? What are your thoughts about the possibility? Oh, of Oh, that'd be so amazing to see. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, see things like the Sea of Galilee, see Jerusalem, to see the Holy City. Yeah, it just would be amazing Amen. for this uh, little kid from East LA to see. It would be just an amazing <laughs> thing. Yeah, it is overwhelming in in a great awesome way it's just do you think it's possible that you could 
you know, go to Israel and, and be disappointed, think, oh, I thought it was going to be more. I don't think so. I, I don't oh, either. No, I right. really don't. Yeah. Yeah. People that travel just to travel, I'm sure I've been in more beautiful areas. There's more beautiful areas here in California than Israel. Uh-huh. But it's the fact that if you're a Christian, yes. you realize this is where everything's going to happen. This is where Jesus walked. This is where the nation of Israel was established by God. This is where the nation of Israel has been returned by God. This is this is it. So it's not so much the beauty of it, though it has some beauty. But in, in, in terms of, I mean, this, the state is no bigger than Rhode Island. It, it's a it's a pimple on the map. Amen. Uh, Amen. And yet, the whole world is against Israel. Mm-hmm. And it really is central to our understanding of not just prophecy, but all of the scripture. Absolutely. You know, because it's it's about the chosen people of God and the work that he's doing. It all revolves around the people. And again, especially in the Old Testament, it has to do with the land. Yes. And, you know, at least from my experience, I've only been there twice, but um, there is really a sweetness about the land and <laughs> just being it there. It is. You know, well, the other thing is, I think there's a great re- relationship between people from the United States, sure, and Israel. It's very different, sure. Yeah. yeah, many places of the world that we travel to, Americans are not well thought of, right? And sometimes for good reason, unfortunately. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, in Israel, we have a wonderful relationship yeah. with the people who are there. Yeah. Amen. The mission of God's people in the Old Testament, Pastor Xavier, was very different than, for instance, uh, God's purpose for the church, how the church is supposed to relate to the world. How are they different? Well, God calls out a man, Abraham, which, by the way, he came from Mesopotamia up Babylonian area. And he pulls him out. He's a Gentile. He's not a Jew. He's a Gentile. He worships the moon god, and he calls him out to make a people and a nation for, for God. And we get that at the end of chapter 11 of Genesis and the first three, four verses of Genesis 12. There's two callings upon Abraham. The first, he didn't respond. The second, he responds. He goes to Haran. He stays in Haran until the death of his father. And then he leaves in full obedience. Okay? And so, um, God called the nation of Israel. He says, I will bring, I will build and make a nation of you and all the earth shall be blessed. So in other words, through this man, Abraham, which he raises the nation of Israel through the uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the 12 tribes. Uh, but through him, God was going to do something for the entire world. He, in the Old Testament, he deals with the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people. And he gives them the law and the statutes and the judgments. And he gives them a land. He gives them a land by way of judgment. Um, when he put um, Joseph in Egypt to be the second in command, and then he brought the patriarch, and he said that he would put them there for 430 years until the abomination of the Amorites was fully come. In other words, God gave in a way that we don't understand the warning to the people of the land, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, all of the ites that they had a time to repent. And God, in His holiness, in His justice, could not bring judgment until they trespassed and grieved that line and crossed it. 
God knows the end from the beginning, so he prophesied it before it happened that then he would bring out a nation. He puts Israel in there to suffer, to be afflicted, and to be raised into two to three million people. Moses is used to take them out. And then he uses Israel as the judgment instrument of God to bring judgment on the people who were warned Amen. but re did not repent. So the judgment was just. God never has brought judgment to anyone without first giving sufficient time of repentance. Mm -hmm. uh, we can go back to Genesis with Adam and Eve. He gave them the warning. He gave them the conditions. He gave them the consequences. When they sinned against God, judgment came. Or even the time of Noah. It was justified. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to Noah. 120 years. How long would you have waited? And then only eight got saved. And on and on and on. And you always find God giving ample warning before judgment comes. So that he can never be accused of being impatient, cantankerous, self-centered, revengeful. Mm -hmm. But a merciful, gracious God that extends mercy to thousands of generations just yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And so we think of the Jews, of course, as people who are descended directly from Abraham. But throughout the Old Testament uh, period, there were people from other nations that came into right. Judaism. Right, because in the result. Old Testament, we look at it as um, um, centripetal. Right. In okay. other words, the nations, Abraham and the nation of Israel were to proselytize and people were to come into the nation. We have Rahab the harlot. We have uh, Bathsheba's son, yeah. Hittite, and many, many others. Ruth, Ruth, yeah. the yeah, Moabites. Good, good example. Okay, but the people rejected it, and also Israel made a very great mistake of compromising. They weren't allowed to let anybody survive and they made compromising covenants with them and God said, don't. And so they allowed the thorns and the thistles to remain from within, which contaminated them and they became disobedient and really turned their back on God and judgment came. That's their terrible downfall, yes, unfortunately. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's interesting you're mentioning about Abraham not being, uh, being a, not a Jew, being a Gentile from Mesopotamia. Right. All uh, all of the patriarchs were born in Syria. That's right. Except for Benjamin. Benjamin's the <laughs> yeah. only one who was born in Israel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, by contrast, you know, for instance, and we always see this uh, opposition between Israel and Islam since the uh, the seventh century after Jesus, uh, when Islam emerged at that time, Islam was engaged, always engaged in. Uh, Addition by conquering other people, uh, uh, conversion because they conquered people, and right. you're presented with a choice. Right. You either convert to Islam or you die. Right. And the Jewish people never did that. And we have no account of it. No. Well, now, <clears throat> now God used them, as I said, as judgment. Right. And they destroyed Jericho and others, okay, because of God's command. God gave that specific time. But there was never any, any pressure or oppression for them to become Jews. That was their choice if they wanted to proselyte. In fact, the building of the temple was, uh, this is the house of prayer, for the nations. For all nations. For all nations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
So, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed, Genesis 12, 3, it always included the Gentiles. But in the Old Testament, you have, like I said, that centripetal that they were to come in. In the New Testament, the church is centrifugal. We go out and we preach. Now, the Old Testament is a theocracy. God ruled over them continually. Mm -hmm. When they set up the camp, the tabernacle was in the center. It was the heart of the life of the people. They all looked to it. The priests first and then outward to different tribes. In the New Testament, Christ is the head of the church. We are the members of his body. It is a theocracy in terms that God rules over us, but it's not forcible or, or, or oppressively. Yeah. It is of choice. Amen. Um, he is presented as the groom and we are the bride. And I've never seen any bride dragged up in 45 years that I've done weddings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's so true. You know, it's interesting also that the difference between a theocracy that it was also a civil government. Right. So right. The moral offenses were dealt with as civil violations right. and people were executed. You, you have the same thing in Islam. Yeah. It, the, the, Islam, it, the state and the religion are one. You cannot separate them. Hmm. Now, when you have a just God that's ruling it and directing, hmm. it's bad. It's hmm. good. When you have a religious head then man has fallen. Amen. He'll be oppressive. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll be cruel. In, in Joshua, he says, you choose. Yeah. Choose, choose you this for day. yourself. Amen. Who choose you going to serve? Yourself. Yeah. Right. The gods of your forefathers on the other side of the river or Yahweh. Amen. Amen. And then he tells them, and pack up and leave. Doesn't No, he doesn't, does he? No, no. Because there was always a mixed multitude right. in Israel. Yeah. I mean, from, from coming up from Egypt. And he made that were, choice. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, pretty plain. God's intention was to use the Israelite nation in a very specific way in the Old Testament to reach out, as you said, centripetal, right, for the nations to be drawn, and they were right. God doesn't want anybody to perish. If you're out there listening, God loves you. <clears throat> the Father sent the Son to die in your place. He became man, and he took on flesh. He veiled his glory. Uh, he did not empty himself of his deity, but of his glory, Philippians 2.5 tells us. And in, in, the, in the fashion of a man, in the likeness of sinful flesh, he came and he walked, and he was the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And he defeated death and Satan, and he rose from the dead, and he made an actual payment for the sins of the world, as he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And if you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God wants you to understand that he loves you. He died in your place. And if you see yourself as a sinner, then you can call upon Jesus and ask him to forgive you. And that's what's called being born again. You repent of your sins. You ask forgiveness. Amen. Amen. And Pastor X, with that in mind, we have to believe that the entire history of Israel from the beginning even to this day is God's design to bring the world to the person of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. The nation Israel is an opportunity yeah. to present Christ yeah. to the world. Absolutely. A miracle. Amazing. And I mean, the Lord, the Lord, you know, it, the longer you're a believer, the more amazed you are at the things that God does yes. and his wisdom. You know, yet we, I, you know, we started out reading uh, the Bible uh, 40 years ago or so. Uh, and every time, every day, it is the most amazing thing that you never become, um, it never becomes old. Right. Never right. becomes old. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's interesting that 
as the Lord does in every situation, God's purpose for his people is their benefit, but they're always instructed to seek the benefit of others. Sure. And this was the idea for Israel. God wanted the, and if you read through the Old Testament, you can't miss that. Right. That the Lord's purpose was for the Jewish people, you know, from the beginning. Abraham's name means father of many nations. Right. They had to see that. Yeah. It was present. The entire law is for the benefit of society. Religious, ethical, everything. And um, if you have a society that is moral, that is um, uh, civil, is because it has laws. All of our laws in the United States are based upon the Bible. They're Judeo-Christian laws and principles. You cannot deny it. Every every monument in Washington, D.C. has a scripture plastered all over it. Our forefathers, our founding fathers, were not deists. They were God, Bible-believing men. And they used the word religion in the context of Christianity, the God of the Bible. So there's been a lot of subjective interpretation by a corrupt people to try to twist and deny that our nation was established on biblical principles, but um, they're straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel, um, especially in our educational system. The educational oh, system yeah. in the United States is a Trojan horse to America's downfall completely. It is anti, um, anti-God, anti-patriotic, uh, anti-constitutional. Mm-hmm. And we see that more and more in a more oppressive way and tyrannical way from day to day. And you know, Pastor Xavier, to those people who are listening to our broadcast from outside the United States, uh, they should realize that even though the United States, the government of this country, was founded upon, as you said, Judeo-Christian principles, mm-hmm. that from what we can tell, I mean, we're in, without God's intervention, we're looking at um, insurmountable obstacles. We're looking at a situation in this nation where... Uh, the forces of darkness have really descended upon this nation and have corrupted yes. so much of Absolutely. what was here and intended for good. Yes. Yes. You know, so. yeah. Satan's alive and well on the earth. Amen. And he deceives the nations, yet every person has a free will, uh, whether to do good or evil. A man is a moral agent. Man is a, um, a uh, free moral agent. He has a decision and a choice what he does, what he doesn't do. So that that way when God judges him at the white throne judgment, no one can be excused or justify themselves because they are free moral beings. We're creating the image and likeness of God. God can think. God is moral. God is ethical. And he gives us free choice. Absolutely. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, for a large part of the history of Israel, we mentioned the people missed the fact that God wanted to use them to reach out. And we th- even to today, to this very day, uh, you, don't, you don't get that in the nation Israel. You don't see that the Lord is trying to use them to draw people to the truth. And, and one of the things that we, on this broadcast and on the whole radio network and the ministry, we focus on the Word of God. Yeah. We focus on the Scripture. Yeah. And the only yeah. way to miss that, you cannot read yeah. the Old Testament and miss God's desire to reach out to the world unless you are divorced from the Scripture in some sure. way. And God is using this church right now Amen. because Israel has been put aside. 
Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile comes in. Romans chapter 11, there, verse 24. So. Amen. And so the blindness in part is that they rejected Jesus, their Messiah. Uh, John records Jesus speaking, says that he came to his own, his own received them not. His own is the Jew. Uh, the prophecy from Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. Isaiah 7.14, Micah 5.2, all of it. Psalm 22 was about the Messiah who was going to be born Jew, who was going to be the Savior of the world, their Messiah. And they they rejected it. And therefore Jesus wept over Jerusalem as he prophesied, you shall not see me henceforth till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he declared the destruction of the city, the ravishment of the people, the disbursement throughout the world. And for 2,000 years after 70 A.D., the Jews had no homeland until 1948 when Herzl began the Zionist movement and they began to come back to the nation of Israel. Amen. Mm. Amen. And amazing, amazing story that is. I mean, as a, yeah. a miracle of God's hand at work in the world. Uh, you know, the whole history of Israel is just amazing. One of the great reasons to go there and visit and, and to understand. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, the absence of understanding of the scripture really separates people from a perspective right. of what God and, and, and the average Jew, if you ask, you know, when we go over there, <clears throat> our tour guys, they probably know the Bible better than most Christians. Amen. But they're not oh, born yeah. again. No. They're not believers. And so you have this, this uh, national pride that you're back in the land as a Jew. And they will fight to the death because they know that if they don't have a homeland, they'll be annihilated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yet, the very question is, who brought you here? How did this happen? How did it happen? Yeah. God declared it was going to happen before it happened. He declared it would take place. He would bring them back in the land. And so there's a blindness in part. Now, the majority of Jews are just secular, mm -hmm. some moral, some immoral. Well, I've heard, got, I've heard most of the people in Israel are atheists, actually. They, wow. they don't believe. They're just... Amazing. So you've got the remnant that God has prophesied. Not all of Israel is going to be saved, Paul says. Mm -hmm. But the remnant will be saved. God knows the number out there, just as he knows the number of people that consists of the church and the bride of Christ. Amen. Wow. Now, not by predestination of salvation in contrast to predestination of damnation. Right. That is never found in Scripture, and you have to be careful you don't come to those conclusions or allow anybody to teach you that. Amen. That's very important. You know, you were saying a moment ago, Pastor Xavier, you are talking about um, blindness happening to Israel in part until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Now, I know that, I mean, to my mind and with the things I'm seeing in current events in the world around us, we're seeing a lot of Jewish people come to faith in Jesus. Amen. During these days, I know that there are yeah. half a dozen messianic synagogues here in the Los Angeles area. And I know that there are, for instance, I know you said the, the tour guides in Israel, you've actually had a born again tour guide. Yes. At one time. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. and they're not this is in small minority. Right. But there was, you know, that mm -hmm. and, and more and more Jewish people seem to be coming to faith. Is that an indicator that we're approaching the fullness of the time of the Gentiles? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know to what extent, percentage-wise, is that Jews are born again. Yeah. Uh, we know until the fullness of the Gentile comes in. So when the full number of people are saved, that's when the seventh-day week of Daniel begins. Okay. Then God focuses upon the Jew. So I don't think it's for now. I think that until the fullness of the Gentile comes in, then God, once the church is removed, 
then the blindness will be removed. Not the first three and a half years. The first three and a half years is deception. The Antichrist mm. deceives them. False peace. He, fa- he's, a, he's a false messiah. Yeah. But in the middle, he establishes his temple, the temple. He declares himself God. At that point, Israel will flee to the wilderness. Their eyes will be open. God will protect them for the last three and a half years. That remnant will be saved. So looking at Jewish people coming to Christ, probably not a real good indicator to try and no, estimate so. prophecy. I think it's interesting, though, then, how tightly they hold on to tradition and then it points yeah. to Christ. Yeah. And then when it's revealed to them, they still have that knowledge because they held on to their tradition. Yeah. But it's because of that tradition, they reject God. Right. Well, one of the scary things is, you know, from the time of Christ to today, how dramatically Judaism has deviated from biblical sure. principles. Yeah. There's all kinds of yeah. different levels of Judaism. Yeah. Depends what it is. Yeah. Orthodox, the Orthodox are a very small percentage. And, and, and they're not all together what they say they are. No. Just like the Pharisees. <laughs> no. So, again, the only way that you can live a life that's going to be pleasing to God, if you're out there listening, is by repenting and coming through Jesus Christ. God does not honor the Old Testament system of sacrifice. God, you cannot come to God directly as the Old Testament through a priest. You must come through the high priest, Jesus Christ, to come to the Father. There's no other way. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, in 1 Timothy 2, 5. There's no name under heaven and earth whereby men must be saved, Acts 4, 12. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father by me in John 14, 6. It's very narrow and very clear in the scriptures that there's no other way for men or women who are lost to come to the Father unless it's through Jesus Christ. God, who at different times in diverse manners spoken times past to the fathers, has in these last days spoken unto us by his dear Son. Period. He is the ultimate. His priesthood is untransferable. And by the way, he didn't come from the tribe of Levi. He came from the tribe of Judah. Amen. (laughs) If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. And we'll be right back with you after these messages. Calvary Chapel Pasadena's Sunday Evening Concert Series First Outreach for 2019. Enter love. Vocalist Melanie Interline. It's about being a light in the darkness when you reflect Jesus. And as we start to live like Him and think like Him, we have more of that heavenly perspective. Mary duo Drew and Melanie Interline bring an energetic sound that gives glory to God, sharing His hope and love. Join us Sunday, March 31st at 6 p.m. for an evening with Enterline in concert. There's no charge, so invite an unsafe friend for this special time of worship and song, followed by an evangelistic message from Pastor Xavier Reese. Log on to CalvaryChapelPasadena.com for all the details of Enterline in concert, Sunday, March 31st at Calvary Chapel Pasadena. Is your eternal salvation secure? Pastor Xavier Reese says man is without excuse. God is sufficient to save anybody, and He holds Himself responsible for bringing that about. We just do our part. You're responsible for what you've heard. What are you doing about the gospel? You have to make a decision. The choice is yours. 
Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's Word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we're blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry. Loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. Included are women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament, book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us here, Keep Keep It Simple, episode number 116, actually. And we're today we're discussing important issues with Pastor Xavier concerning the nation Israel. Our special guest in the studio, Pastor Sam Torado. Pastor X, as we were thinking about the nation of Israel and the history of Israel, and history is so important to us as believers because we see the hand of the Lord over the long period of time. I heard a, an interesting um, uh, explanation of the importance of history recently, how that if you're in a train and you're, you're going forward, you're looking forward, you only see what's in front of you for a very brief period of time. Uh, actually, if you look out the side, it's even more brief because things fly by so quickly. But if you're in the back of the train and you look backward, like we are in the train of history, right. looking backward, you have a lot of time to examine what you've gone by and to determine what's going on in the history of yeah. the nation Israel yeah. is much the same. Yeah. I'm thinking about the apostle Paul, who is a, a fascinating character in the first century church and the changes that take place in the nation Israel and in his life. At the time that he becomes a believer in Christ, everybody in the church is a Christian in Acts chapter 9. Everybody is a, a Jewish Christian at right. that time. All the Christians are Jews. And then he becomes the apostle to the Gentiles by his own words. Right. That's his calling. He goes out to share with non-Jewish people. And then by the close of his ministry... At the end of the book of Acts, and even thereafter, we know from history, the history of the church, the Jewish people are the primary antagonists yes. against the church and how yes. that whole thing just turned around yes. in a period of 45 years, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. And we can see that also in our nation. If you look at the last 45 years, what happened to America? Uh, 45 years ago, even though there was a, a liberalism, a left side um, communists could go to the universities and spread their propaganda and everything, free free speech, you know, the marketplace of exchanging ideas. But but it, it kept increasing and growing to the point where now everything is anti-American, anti-Christian. Um, it's all just um, the belief in man. We are the answer to everything. We don't need anything else. We have arrived with science and everything else. It's the age of man. 
and um and, and it's a sad thing because the same thing happened with with um the first century all all the first Christians were Jews, all of them uh the only author Luke is a Gentile, the rest are all Jews yet um Paul ends up shaking the dust off his feet and rejecting Israel and going to the Gentiles. And we see from that point on that less and less Jews came to the Lord. Majority of them were Gentile. Amen. And so, you know, Paul said the uh, uh, missionary journeys, it was to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And they accepted Christ. In fact, the first church council in Acts 15 was that uh, to prohibit uh, any Judaizers who were compelling the Gentiles to observe and to live out the rituals and the uh, law as a means of salvation. Amen. And Paul the Apostle did not in your life. Amen. So they wanted to make Christianity an extension of Judaism. Mm-hmm. And um, thank God the first century church stood its uh, place with James and Paul and Peter there in First Church Council, sent out letters. And there's some that have gone out to trouble you. We want to let you know that if you keep yourself from um, from blood, from strangled things, from fornication, if you do this, you will do well. Circumcision was not even mentioned, and that's why they went to Jerusalem. Because yeah. they were teaching the Judaizers up in Galatia that they, you have to be circumcised to be saved. Now, would you think, Pastor Xavier, a normal person living in the Roman world in the, in the first part of the first century, would you think that Christianity was just a sect of Judaism? At first, probably. Yeah. Because um, that's all there was. There was the religions of Rome, the heathen, and then Judaism. Yeah. And uh, and all of the first Christians were Jews. So there was that that nebulous period there where people were looking from the outside in. Yeah. I'm sure had many wrong conclusions. Yeah. They're not going to understand. No. It. They're not. But you know, by the end of the first century, especially following the destruction of the temple. Oh yeah, absolutely. After 70 A.D. and then. Uh, by the, the Jewish leaders after the destruction of the temple, you get the impression they were working to separate the church from Judaism. Yes. They were, they were trying to make divisions in, yeah. uh, uh, gosh, by, by about the year 100, about the time, uh, the apostle John finished the book of Revelation, they're already working on writing down the oral tradition, the Mishnah. Right. You know, and that was, you know, a document that they intended to separate the church sure. from from Judaism, and then by the by 135 A.D. you have the Bar Kokhba revolt, and you know if you were a Jew and you didn't swear allegiance to uh, Shimon Bar Kokhba as the Messiah, then you, they you were, were a traitor. Sh- well, they would execute you, yeah. they would stone you, and so yeah. a Christian wow. couldn't do that. Yeah. So pretty interesting. To, again, today there are so many variations in Judaism. I mean, we have. The Hasidic Jews, we have Orthodox Jews, we have Reformed Jews, yeah. and then you have people who identify with their their uh, family line, their their right. Jewish, but they really don't practice. No. and that's probably most common in the United States as well. Yeah, but God has a hand upon the lives of these people. Um, Pastor Xavier, I have to ask you a question: Why is it that some Christians are so drawn to the Old Testament law to practice the things? thinking that it may bring them closer to the Lord somehow. Uh, I have no idea. It, it just dumbfounds me. But you see that, don't yeah. you? It, it, I think it's, yeah. it's almost a, it, it's a deceptive thing. It's, it's, um, it's based on pride. 
Okay. So you come to Christ Jesus, you're born again, you realize your sins are put away, and you are a child of God. And all of a sudden, you start hearing from, quote, quote, Messianic Jews or Jews that are born again, and they still use the old language of the Old Testament, and they get into the rituals and all that. Though they're born again, they put a great emphasis on all that stuff. And so the Gentiles that that hear this, they feel that now they're superior to regular Gentiles who are Christians who don't understand this stuff. Well, the Bible says we don't have to understand that. Certainly we need to know the Old Testament and know that there were sacrifices. They all pointed to Jesus yeah. Christ. The atonement of the blood is what was counted the value and the efficiency for forgiveness of sin, Leviticus 17.11. Uh, the life of the flesh and the blood, and I've given it to you for an atonement upon the altar. But it was all prophetic of Christ. Um, Colossians 2, um, um, 1 Corinthians 14, and other passages, every sacrifice, everything in the law pointed to Christ. Mm-hmm. So when Christ came, he fulfilled it all. We do not practice the law. We do not practice the ritual as a mandate. None of the rituals, mm-hmm. not even the feast days. Okay, um, every man let that count the day as, as, it, as the way he wants to, Paul says. Uh, some consider one day above another. I, I consider everyone alike. It doesn't make any difference. Amen. So it's no longer on the days, the ritual, all of that. That does not save me. But it gives that sense of pride. People want to appear spiritual. Right, arrogance. Yeah. Which really, mm-hmm. to me, I, I look at it this way. Christ is the real image. He's the tree. That everything's a shadow. When you're out in this desert, do you want the shadow or do you want the tree? Okay? The, the shadow doesn't cast a tree. The <laughs> right. tree casts a shadow. Okay? So, you're going backwards to yeah. a great extent. Yeah. Now, let me say this. Those of you who are Jews, you're born again. There's nothing wrong with having a messianic fellowship. But, you are part of the church. Yes. Jew and Gentile, one in Christ Jesus. The middle wall has been cast down between us. Paul says in Ephesians. So, there is no distinction. If you are a, a Messianic Jew, you are a born-again Christian. Yes. You are my brother. You're not superior. You're not inferior. You're a wretched sinner saved by the grace of God, just like myself. With that in mind, we know that um, in Romans chapter 1, and actually Romans chapter 2 also, a couple of different places. You know, the Apostle Paul makes the point of saying that we preach to the Jew first and then to the Greeks, right. to non-Jewish right. people. Right. Do we still have that no. operating in the church no. today? And that's a pro- the, the propositional uh, truth of really the Roman theses there in Romans okay. 1, 16 and 17. And there's not a shame of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God unto salvation, the Jew first and to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith, according to Habakkuk 2.4. First, first to the Jew, in terms of priority of time, he's writing to the Romans, first century. The priority of time, the Messiah was sent to his own, the Jew. But long-term wise, it's not a priority of time. In other words, we don't target the Jew first to preach today. We preach to anybody who listens. The priority of time was back in the first century. The Jews rejected Jesus. Jesus rejected the nation. 
That priority is over. Now, Gentile, Jew, doesn't matter. We preach and whoever responds gets saved. Amen. Amen. You know, with reference to people in uh, Christianity going back to Judaism, it's interesting that there are such a, there's a laundry list of cults that are caught up in the practice of Old Testament uh, ideas. Yeah. Uh, Herbert W. Armstrong, the Worldwide Church of God, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. And even some elements in the Seventh-day Adventist Church where they're sure. looking back to the Old Testament trying to, you know, the Seventh-day Adventists want to practice the Sabbath day right, right. on Saturday. Right. Yeah. And that's not biblical. Yeah. You'd have to keep it from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown and do absolutely nothing. Amen. And, and I mean, the scripture is pretty clear in Hebrews chapter 4, Jesus right is our Sabbath rest. Right. And, and, and the entire nation of Israel practices the Sabbath. Amen. It's ingrained. Yeah. Kosher laws. Ingrained. Yeah. Even but the atheists. But they don't believe in God. No. They, they're just afraid of paying the $10,000 fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Mark chapter 7, it says, For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of man, the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep, your tradition. Yep. Amen. Amen. They just rejected yeah. it to keep And all again, that. all of that was legitimate for a set time, and but it's been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. That's the so thing. we don't put aside the moral law because many people say, oh, okay, so you don't believe in the Ten Commandments? Yes, I believe in the Ten Commandments. And then it says there, well, you keep the Sabbath. Okay, well, I keep hmm. a Sabbath. Jesus is my Sabbath. He is. Amen. That's right. I rest in Him. That's right. But we don't eliminate the moral law. The moral law has never been abrogated. The ritual, ceremonial, right. yes, because it's been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. We don't have to go to Jerusalem once a year for the uh, That's right. for the Passover. That's right. Amen. Now, today, the modern nation of Israel is as different from historical Israel as modern Judaism is from biblical Judaism. But still, Pastor Xavier, do we believe that the people of Israel, are they the people of God's promise? The remnant, yes. Okay. Not all Israel shall be. All Israel should be saved that is Israel, Amen. the remnant. And right. Paul makes this very clear through the epistle of Romans. Daniel 9.27, the 70th week of Daniel. For the remnant of Israel, the 144,000, the two witnesses, and many others. Amen. And you know, we have in modern, modern Israel, all the time really, to be honest, we regularly see evidences of the hand of God upon this nation. Yes. And I mean, in the war, Even though they don't believe, God is working on their behalf Amen. for His glory. The Bible says that God looks upon the Temple Mount and the land of Israel always. That is His land. Yes. His land. Yep. That's why the land would always go back to the uh, original owner of the tribes on the year of Jubilee. And you couldn't you couldn't marry outside the tribes because then you would get more proper. You'd mess up the tribes. Yes. So it's very systematic, very very orderly. It's it's wild when you think about the principles concerning the land, as you you just expressed, and look at the efforts to make peace in Israel. Right. With this mixed multitude, these right. people they call Palestinians. Yeah. Anybody who tries to divide the land is fighting against God. Yes. Read Obadiah. Wild. Yep, absolutely. The nation Israel is very prosperous. It's kind of amazing just to look at Israel from a technological perspective. 
to see the numbers of patents and all the things. And technology. We, we've got to yeah. see this as God's hand. It's, it's the center almost of the world in technology it right really now. It is. Diseases, all sorts of medical yeah, breakthroughs. Medical, yeah. Yes. Big yes. time. Oh, yeah. And, and seriously, you know, if, you, if you're not uh, looking at the situation objectively and you just listen to news media and stuff, you, you get this idea that uh, – they want to present this idea that Israel is kind of engaged in a South Africa apartheid uh-huh. kind of thing where oh, yeah. all non-Jewish people are second-class citizens. Right, right. And I know there are people who get that idea. Yeah, yeah. But how many of the people... Arabs Arabs are citizens, Israeli citizens. That's They're right. given the right. Yeah. They're treated properly. They serve in the Israeli they military. And now they're ex- exempted if they don't want to go fight because they don't want to put them against their brothers. Right. Okay. So this is all propaganda, yeah. absolute propaganda. The the sentiment and the uh, the the spirit of anti-Semitism is becoming greater and greater each day, um, especially in Europe. Now more in the United States, yeah. in our own house, the Congress lately. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And so the, the the Bible is very clear that this will happen. Um, the the nations of the world will rise up against Israel in the last days uh, during that seven-year tribulation. There will be attacks upon Israel. Russia is going to attack Israel with her Islamic confederate nations, mm-hmm. Ezekiel 38 and 39 says. When that happens, God will destroy that army. He will fight for Israel. They will use the weapons of that war for fuel for seven years, the remainder of the period of time where the tribulation and great tribulation of the remnant of Israel. And uh, and the Antichrist will be the biggest deceiver. He will be the greatest anti-Semite that's ever lived. He, he will make Hitler look like a Girl Scout. Amen. Zechariah says two of three Jews will die under the hand of the Antichrist. That's horrific. That's horrific. Amen. You know, I think it's also important you mentioned the uh, this new wave of anti-Semitism, especially in Europe, yep. but also here in the United States. Our, our universities, our media, mm-hmm. our own Congress. And in our Congress recently, this, uh, this first-term uh, Congresswoman from Minnesota, I believe. Anyway, right. she... Yeah, Minnesota. If, it's interesting because if you listen to what she said... And you don't really understand where the background of where she's coming from. It doesn't sound all that in, problematic. Uh, she says that you know people who are favoring Israel are having divided loyalties between the United States because there's this other country that they consider. Now that doesn't, if you just listen to it right. on the surface, right. it doesn't sound really anti-Semitic. But you've got to examine who's saying it. And historically, yeah. because that's the exact same argument that the Germans used. That's right. Mm. That's why they said they lost World War I that's because right. the Jewish people had divided loyalties. That's right. And historically, it's coming from that All mindset. the programs yeah. of Germany. Amen. Right. And the same thing, the Turks did the same thing through the influence of, of Germany for the uh, Armenian genocide. Yes. The same thing, yeah, yeah. no different. Yeah. She you said to... loyalties were bought as well. Yes. yes. That's right. Yeah. And so on the surface, it may not sound that terrible, but the reality is the words she's speaking are loaded. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well. Pastor X, how should we as believers expect to see the scripture fulfilled in these last days concerning Israel before uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39? Well, it just, 
nothing really can be determined until that point because life just goes on. God is dealing with this church right now. The gospel is being proclaimed. God is getting prepared to move into that period of time. Once the church is removed, then God will focus upon Israel once again. Now, there's a lot of churches and the majority of churches in the United States and seminaries that teach replacement theology. They teach that God is through with Israel and that the church is now spiritual Israel. All the promises are to it, are to the church. Absolutely wrong. They flunk the subject of Bible. Amen. The Bible is very clear. Romans 9, 10, 11, that God is not through with Israel and that God will deal with Israel. God will pour out a spirit upon Israel. Jeremiah 31, all the whole tribulation period from chapter 6 on, it's Israel. The only woman that's in there pregnant is the one, the nation of Israel gave birth to Messiah. The only other woman is a whore. That's the Catholic Church. Yes. Amen. That's the Western Church over there in yeah, Europe. Okay? Yeah. So, we must look at the Bible exactly as it declares it so. And this whole idea of replacement theology, this came out of uh, Christian theology during the 2,000 years where well, there was well, no nation it, Israel. It, it originates from the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anti-Semite. Yeah. And, and actually, Augustine the, and all that. Martin Augustine Luther and Martin the, Luther. He was a big anti-Semite himself. And still today. Yeah. Under cloak deception. Yeah. Wild. You know, Pastor X, you travel to the nation Israel every couple of years or so as there's an opportunity. Do you remember the first time you went? What year that was? How about 1978 or 79? Wow. Well, I imagine yeah. you've seen a lot of changes over there. Yeah, a lot. Well, the country's changed a lot. Um, not only, um, you know, geographically in terms of all the fines, all the construction, everything like that, but also of the um, of the immigration, the amount of people that have filtered into Israel. Yeah. Uh, when 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 it first came in 1948, it was uh, for the lack of a better term, it was a pure migration. Mm-hmm. It was people who were fleeing for their lives the Zionist movement, knowing that if they didn't have a homeland, they would be destroyed by the world. And then as they became aware of this and they came from different parts of the nations, that pure group, every time you add something more to it, you're going to get more diluted, more diluted, Mm -hmm. because you're bringing in different things from the history, the tradition, even though you're still quote, quote, Jew. Right. And we see the difficulties that Israel has had. But in spite of all that, we see God's hand upon Israel. They continue to prosper. It is the yeah. only the only government that is a free government in that side of the world. Amen. No other country. Yeah. It's amazing to see too. I know we we're familiar with the story of all the Ethiopian Jews. Yes. All these all these black guys and, and their families and mm-hmm. who uh were denied for so long. That the uh, the Jewish people said, well, no, you can't be Jewish. You know, you're from Ethiopia. I don't know where you got these I- ideas. But when eventually they did genetic testing, right. they found that wow. they were more <laughs> Jewish than a lot of the people in Israel. Wow. And so they repatriated. They've yeah. hundreds of thousands of people from Ethiopia and other places and anybody in the world yeah. who has a, a family history of Judaism. Uh, Israel still does that today. Amen. I've heard the weather has changed since the land has been occupied because of the vegetation and the forests that have since grown. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the that, weather. That's biblical history. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. It just boggles the mind. The Lord is constantly doing miracles in, in Israel. And it's one of the wonderful things about being able to go there mm-hmm. and see the history unfold in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing to me that we're seeing 
you know, this anti-Semitism come out and that it's and people are not condemning it. But the reality is, is that it's all part of the Lord's program in these last days. Yes. And we have confidence in his ability. to work. Yes. And again, um, if you're listening, it's not that God is doing the evil. God never does evil. God knows the evil that man will do. And he declares it before it happens. So when it happens, you know that he is God who has declared it. So each person is responsible for the good or the evil they do. Man is born in sin. There's sin uh, nature in him until the day he dies. And uh, man is uh, has a capacity of, of horrible atrocities. All we have to look is to Hitler, to Stalin, to Mussolini, um, to Che, to um, the Cultural Revolution of Mao. Um, Afghanistan, Iraq, on and on and on. And um, even today here in our own United States, the number of, of, uh, of black young men that are killed by other blacks in Chicago, it's worse than a war zone. And yet it's a city that they don't have guns. They, they, they prohibit guns. So the bad guys are always going to get the guns. It's never going to stop them. That's right. Unfortunately true. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We see the world in so many ways spinning out of control. But the Scripture, the Word of God, is confirmed. And we see it fulfilled in God's promises to the nation Israel and to God's people. And so we encourage you, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, surrender yourself into His hands. God has an amazing plan for your life. He loves you dearly. And we're grateful for the work that God does. We see it day by day. We see the miracles in Israel. We see the miracles in the Church of Christ, people coming to faith in Jesus every single day. And uh, right now, you know, there are more Muslims coming to faith in Christ than at any time in the history of the world. Yes. And this is a miracle. Yes, absolute yeah, miracle, totally. grace of God. Amen. It's okay. wonderful to to read, and, and I encourage you, you know, look out, look up uh uh, Voice of the Martyrs on the internet and look look for their information because they're constantly sharing important issues of faith going forward. I know uh, uh, Franklin Graham was uh, sharing the gospel in Thailand earlier this year, and uh, I know they have plans to minister the gospel in uh, other nations of the Far East where, where Islam is prominent. But our prayer is the Lord would continue to use it and just bless his word as it goes forth. Yes. Sam, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us here today. Thank you for having me. And we'll pray the Lord take you, you and your, your wonderful <laughs> wife to Israel in, in the future. Save your Amen. pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing trip. God God is so good. Totally. And, uh, and uh, Jonathan... We want to encourage people to check in and get uh, reference to the schedule, the weekly schedule that's available for Simple Truths Radio, pa- the uh, teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, yep. Pastor Xavier in Spanish and in English, available on the broadcast every single day. Yeah, and you can go to calvarychapelpasadena.com uh, slash radio for the full schedule, as Tony mentioned. Amen. Yeah. We also have uh, the women's ministry. Is on uh, yeah, we the do. radio broadcast. Which we have women's every... study tonight. If you're local, come yeah, on down come on to by. Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, 7 p.m. Amen. And enjoy the, the word with all the ladies. Well, keep the faith. If you're out there, walk with the Lord. Be an example, a light and salt. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, call upon his name. The world is not good. The world is full of sinners just like you and I. And unless the grace of God transforms our life, there is no hope for me or the world. And the world is not going to get better. We're headed towards the coming of Jesus Christ. He's going to remove his church first. 
then he will focus on the nation of Israel once again and the remnant will be saved. And so read your Bibles, study them, be part of the church and don't just go to church, but be the church. And remember, as Tony always says, keep it simple. Amen. Amen. <laughs> been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion and may God richly bless your day.